A new generation has emerged in the earth. A seed in the ground has been sprouting, yet all around everything looked dead. Like the ground has closed every crack that the fragile seedling requires to sprout, out of the unseen to the seen, out of the death stage with resurrection power. But when the Kairos moment is announced, not even the concrete pavement can stop that seedling from pushing through. The trumpet has sounded, and that sound has hit the core of the earth. A new generation has emerged. A generation prepared and released by the heavens. Feared and hated in hell, yet the world does not recognize, neither is it ready for us. A generation coming from the wilderness of the word, where we have learnt how to die to our carnal ambitions, and embrace the mandate of our Creator. A generation who have overcome the temptations that appeal to the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and pride of life. Our sword is soiled with the blood of our crucified flesh, and desires of the flesh. A generation that has gone through our valleys, and made a decision to join the remnant. A new generation alive in Christ has emerged. A generation whose natural appetite was long overtaken, by the spiritual appetite that declares. My food is to do the will of he who sent me and to finish his work. The king's food and wine is not what entices us, but we choose to eat that which proceeds from the mouth of God. In a world of varied options, we are the generation with a singular sight. We have locked eyes with Christ. The author and finisher of our faith men and women who have made a covenant with our eyes. A new generation fiercely committed to the word of God has emerged. A generation who know that our lives are worth the blood of the Lamb, therefore we cannot be bought with any position, nor sold for any price. We have eaten of his flesh, and drank of his blood, therefore we can confidently say, it is not I who live but Christ in me the hope of glory. A generation that does not take lightly, the greatest event in human history, the cross. We know, it is because of the finished work of Christ on the cross, that we emerge in this season, to establish kingdom lifestyle in the earth. A new generation birthed on the cross has emerged. A generation with the Isaka dimension is here, we know what Kairos we are in, and what we ought to do. The heavenly assignment is all we are here for, to become the interface between heaven and the earth. Downloading all that heaven wants installed on the earth. Heaven looked down for a man who would stand in the gap for the nations, and this generation, in one voice answered. We are here. And are willing to be misunderstood for our faith, rejected for our boldness and courage, and persecuted for holding on to the word. For the joy set before us, we are willing to be identified with Christ. A new fearless generation has emerged. We might not be perfect. Our past might try to haunt us. The enemy will try to stop us using any available vessel, but, like a pilot about to take off, we are announcing. We are committed. No turning back. From the north, south, east and west, behold, a new generation, who will bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. A new generation has emerged, backed by the heavenly host, with a trumpet sounding. Let God arise and all his enemies be scattered. A new generation that has no color, no race, no gender, and no status has emerged. The Ecclesia has emerged. We are the Cyrus community. Hello and welcome to the Cyrus community. This is Business Unusual. We are talking about the prophetic perspectives of the Imagine Ecclesia. And in this season, we are discussing the three economies at war. In our discussion on the three economies, we have so far discussed the basic overview of the church economy, basic overview of the Babylonian economy, and today we will discuss the origins of the kingdom economy after the failure of the Babel project. Now, if you are joining us today, please go and watch the past two episodes so that you can catch up with where we are. We begin looking at how God begins to establish a kingdom economy in the earth. And our key scripture is Genesis 12, 1 to 3. Yes. Now, before we go into that, we just want to remember so far, if you follow the progression of what we've been sharing, you'll realize after the end of the Tower of Babel, after the scattering, then what? You see, most of the time, the way we've taught it, we've just stopped at the bubble, they were scattered, and we were very happy. Mm. We need to follow a story, and history 
in line with scripture is still powerful. Because this is telling you that if Genesis 11 ends with, with the, tower the, of Babel? The, the scattering, mm-hmm. then we need to see how is the scattering working. Mm. What is God doing next to now bring order? And that's where Genesis 12 starts. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. After reading this scripture, where was God asking Abraham to exit from? Now this gives us a proper clue. Remember we began with the Babel project. It has failed, and now the next thing that has to happen in the earth that man has made his own attempt. God came and interrupted that attempt. Now God is bringing his own model into play. So the next part, which is chapter 12, okay. immediately after chapter 11 where we've seen what is going on, now we begin to understand where God was go- is going with all of us. And okay. What was the plan? God now has a strategy, mm. a plan that is a better economy than the one we have seen. So when you talk about Abraham, we say he's from yes. the Ur. Yes. Of the Chaldees. Yes. Okay, first, let's discuss this city yep. because some of the time we think that mm. Abraham was being called out of this place where he had so much trouble exactly. that God is trying to, to, to rescue him. Actually, that's a sad thing. We have never had a proper understanding of who Abraham, and at this time he's still called Abraham. Yes. He's not yet even Abraham. Okay? So he left this city that is actually a very sophisticated city. Now, in Isaiah 48 14 mm-hmm. and in Daniel 5 30, you'll see the scriptures telling you Ur of the Chaldees is actually Babylon. Babylon, So Abraham was being called out of Babylon. Please note, that's very important because as we begin to understand even the New Testament, it becomes clearer. Mm -hmm. Now this city was in the Persian Gulf. It was actually what you call the center of trade and what maybe have been known as Mesopotamia. Mm. If you go and study history, you'll discover that these guys traded in precious metals, gold, silver, precious stones. In fact, it was one of the world's first true cities. Mm. And it was, it, has, it, was, it was where we now today are saying, if you want to understand cities, metropolitan, go to National Geographic. <laughs> the earliest cities, you'll find Ur of the Chaldees in, in Mesopotamia is very, very, very um, sophisticated. In fact, archaeology has shown how far mm. ahead of their time they, they were. Mm. So to get that is when you'll understand what is God actually saying to Abraham. So when right. you hear that, because yes. if you look at this city, half the time we think, okay, where is this place? If we yep. get a proper understanding, and then now we hear that this is what God is telling this yes. um, Abraham yes. to get out of. Yes. Then we understand, wait a minute, Abraham was not in trouble. Nope. He was not in trouble. God was not calling him out of trouble into yes. a place now where I will rescue you and give you a better life. Uh-huh. No. Abraham was looking for God. Yes. There's a difference. Yes. That he was not in a poor city yes. looking for God. No, 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 no. His heart was searching for God. And exactly. we've talked about this before, that Abraham was in a culture that even they used to mutilate themselves mm-hmm. in, a, in a way to yeah. look for God. Yes. They were looking, they were searching. That's what they understood. So God even when be. God is appearing to Abraham, can you also yes. remember he was not the father of faith yet? Ex- not, listen, <laughs> God has sought out this man. And I think this is also important to understand. When we say God chooses, Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. means God chooses, yes, but there has to be a positioning that he's looking for a kind of a man. Yes, and Abraham fitted that bill. Because if you're mutilating yourself in search of God, God is saying, listen, I can see your heart. You're looking for God. And the God they were looking for, they don't even know which one. Exactly. It's almost like whoever answers his prayers. But there's a desire in him that there is a superior being. There is somebody out there who can sort out my life and give it meaning. And here, that's a very important lesson. Yeah. That God can reach and speak to people outside of our ambit. Yes outside of our understanding and outside of our religious thinking. Mm-hmm. God does that. So when he's telling him, get out yes. of here, yes. let's talk about God that. God is literally telling Abraham to exit everything that constitutes his life. Mm. I want you to, to let that sink that for a moment. Serious. Because at that time, Ur was very, very prominent. Mm-hmm. In fact, Abraham was not leaving some backward village of shepherds. So, before we go on, <laughs> Yes. We are looking at the life of Abraham yes. because it's a pattern for us. 
Now, in Abraham's day, he was living a city, tangible, yes. real, real yes. city. Yes. But his story is recorded so yes. that we can learn yes. that when God is asking us in this season uh-huh. to exit, yes. what is he asking us to? Because in exactly. his day, it was a city, yes. a physical city. Yes. In our day, yeah. it is a spiritual reality we are supposed to exit. Yes. So when looking at the life of Abraham, mm. we are like, okay, now I understand. When God tells me exit, yes. because this is where many people are asking, mm. okay, fine. How do I exit my father's house? Am I leaving yes. the country? Am I yes. leaving my father's house? Yes. Am I leaving my parents? Yep. I think these are good yeah. way to look at Yes, this. and we want to break into those issues yes. to bring clarity. And why is it important to understand that he was living a prominent city? You know how many times we've insisted? Mm-hmm. It's a prominent city. Yes. It is because we have this idea that God only rescues us. Mm. When things are really bad, yes. nothing is working, then God shows up. No. Mm. When it came to Abraham, God was calling him from the most prominent city of his time. Yes. And God was offering something greater, mm. not lesser. Okay. And that is very important. In fact, Abraham came from a very prominent family. And how do we know that? Mm. We know that because at the time that Abraham passed through Egypt, the king of Egypt hosted him. Mm. You don't host a shepherd. <laughs> that is where a shepherd yes. with five five sheep yes. and three goats. Yes. That is where he was telling his wife, yes. if the king sees you. There you go. Okay, where, where is the king sees? Well, how can that happen? Unless you are actually a prominent individual that when you pass through a nation, there is actually protocol. And this is where I tell him, I remind yes. him, whenever we preach, whenever we touch on this issue of Abraham and Egypt, yes. he likes using me. <laughs> And today, I don't know if I'll give you that permission, but you know what? Every time you use that, yes. take, use that, yes. it tells it. It's like you're trying to show us an example. Yes. Today, me and you, we are going to Dubai. Yes. And you're telling me when the Emir sees us. Okay, when you go to Dubai, yes. finding the be, Emir is yes, to begin with. <laughs> finding the, out yes, where he lives. Yeah. So <laughs> the only way I can make such a statement is that if I have such status hmm. that my arrival in a in a nation like that yes. causes there has to be a recognition by the leader of the nation. Yes. There has to be a hosting out of protocol, even if I'm passing through. And that is what you're trying to say. Yes. Abraham must have been from a prominent exactly. family. Exactly. He was not just a shepherd yes. as we know him, yes. with beards there and his few sheep. Exactly. I mean, that wouldn't attract the attention of the family. Very important. The yeah? second reason why I focused on giving you the name Ur, for Ur. you to understand, it was a commercial hub 6,000 years mm-hmm. ago. And the residents were traders not farmers. Mm. Are you beginning to see kingdom economy? Yeah. So God was, God was calling Abraham out of an economy. So should we go look for this uh, in the <laughs> National Geographic? Please do your research. <laughs> Google National Ge- Geographic, go on YouTube and look of Ur of the Chaldees mm. and see just how organized, how sophisticated and how that was a commercial hub mm-hmm. in that era. Okay. So it, was, it was like the New York Stock Exchange. It was mm. like all where traders met. God is calling him out of that and saying to a land, I will show you. So, and if, sorry, yes. if he can hear God in the midst of the activities yes. happening in his city, then this man's heart yes. was set on movement, yes. on a journey. Yes. He was looking for God and when God spoke, that's it. he heard. Yeah. And when we hear of Abraham being told, leave and the following day he leaves, we yeah. assume he knew God and he uh-huh. knew a lot of, he was a prophet no, or something wasn't. like that. He just obeyed the voice of God. Okay. And we needed to paint this picture for you to understand that he wasn't leaving something small. Yes. Problem one. Problem yeah. two, it took, why is he called the father of faith? Yes. Because he left without knowing where he was going. Hmm. And he when only God talked to him, God told him, leave your country. Yes. Leave your relatives. Yes. Leave your father's house. Uh-huh. Specific yes. things that God mentioned. Yes. Leave your country. Yes. Leave your relatives. Yes. Leave your father's house. Uh-huh. And I'm going to to take you to a new land. Mm-hmm. These are the things he's been told to leave. Yes. And of course we are going to ask or to see yeah. how he had ability to hear uh-huh. and obey. And obey. And now <laughs> this is serious because God, and I want us to make note of some very key issues that mm-hmm. we are dealing with. Remember, these are all overviews yes. of the foundations of all these economies. That one will understand God's economy. And this one is vital because this is God's economy. Okay. So what is God telling you? His economy starts by him not in any way renovating the one you're in. Mm. Mm. He did not say, Adam, Abraham, I want to fix the problems here. I know where you are and yes. I'm coming yes. to revamp your city. He doesn't do that. I love that. He's he not coming doesn't. to revise yeah. the existing city where nope. Abraham was. No, neither was he renovating it or improving it. 
he I was telling your current economy. No, he wasn't. He was saying exit. Guys, in fact, I hope you're hearing yeah. that this is us being spoken to Thank now. Thank you. Exit. Wow. And to exit that economy, yes. Abraham had to exit. Now listen, Abraham had the ability to hear the voice of God and obey. At this point, God's command was deliberately vague. <laughs> so what I'm promising you is not like it's so clear. So is. for him to obey, yes. what kind of a heart did he have? Exactly. So Abraham's key was trust in God, yes. not trust in the promise. Hmm. Please explain that. Yes. I'm taking you to a land. Yes. That is not what is causing you nope. to leave. No. It is the voice that is talking exactly. to you. Exactly. Guys, we're in the season when it is the voice of God yes. that we are listening to, yes. not the result that is telling you. Because when yeah. you hear the land and you're like, by the way, yeah. I want to go to the land. So you're exactly. following the promise, yes. not the promiser. That's a problem. Hmm. God said to him, I will take you to a land. Yes. A land. Mm -hmm. He didn't mm -hmm. say where. Okay. And he says, that land I will show you. Which means at this point... I'm just saying, follow me. At another point, I will show you. Hmm. Please break that down. See, this is very serious. Yes. Most of us, and we've said this before, and it's part of our problem. Mm -hmm. We always want God to show us where we are going. Before we leave. <laughs> Before I exit, give me proof of concept. It's almost like I'm looking for something to anchor on yes. because I see like the promise is greater than exactly. the God who is giving the promise. Exactly. Now, most of us want God's word, mm -hmm. but we don't want God in the yes. sense of, I don't want to anchor hmm. on him because if you tell me you're taking me to a land, I'll prefer to yes. anchor on you because you're telling me we will exactly. go together. And we I, will walk to this place together. And that's why many times when we give you a proceeding word, yes. you ask the wrong question. <laughs> you keep asking what that outcome looks like. Mm. And God keeps saying, you follow the proceeding word and he will bring you to the outcome. That's a problem. <laughs> because when you say the power to produce wealth, you say, okay, wealth like what? Now mm. you want a description of wealth. When I get that wealth, how will it come? So you're telling me you're if I move it, it. Uh, if I take this proceeding word, you're telling me it will produce. Okay, how? I want details. And if you notice what you're talking about, Abraham, mm. we are simply saying that whatever God uh, yes. promised him, he told him there's something ahead. And I'm taking you there. But if you listen carefully, it was distressingly devoid of details. Imagine Yet, that. as we are stressing God, yeah. please give us the details. Give me the details. Give us Tell the me details. what this will look like. <laughs> now, look at what God was clear on and what God was unclear on. Okay. <laughs> clear and unclear. God was clear on what was to be left behind. Mm. Hmm. Meaning Abraham could not go back to him and tell him, okay, listen, I'm not understanding. What are you asking what me to are you exit? Me to exit? He, he says, listen. very specific. Your country? Yep. Your father's house? Yes. Your relatives? Yes. That is so clear. No problem. Mm -hmm. That one you leave. Yeah. Where you're going, I'm not telling you yet. Wow. So, in other words, if you want to move with God, when he wants to take you to, on a journey, the first thing you have to be clear about is what you're leaving. Hmm. Hmm. When they were exiting Egypt, it was clear what they were leaving. Hmm. It was not yet clear where they were going. Notice, now that you say that, yes. God is telling them, listen, let my people go. Yes. Go away from where? We yes. know this. Yes. We are used to this. We work exactly. here, we live here. Yep. And then he tells them, I will take you to a land. There you this go. land has milk and honey. Okay, notice another one that is devoid of details. Yes. I'm not showing you where we are going, nope. but I'm telling you something. Yes. That if you can hear my voice exactly. and anchor on me, don't Absolutely. anchor on the promise because the promise you can't even yes. fathom. In fact, a if, land you, if, milk if and you follow honey. Abraham well, ah. it is not until after, listen carefully, okay. until after he meets Melchizedek, it is after that in Genesis 14, that in Genesis 15, God now describes the land. Mm. Okay. Until you have an interaction with the spiritual reality, mm. the clarity of the land does not come. Interesting. Wow. Yet is the one who said, I will show you. Yes. Okay. Mm. Now, let's say something about where he was exiting. Yes. A picture. And therefore God points at him going somewhere. Now, every nation, meaning come out of this nation, Mm -hmm. And I will take you to a new nation. But it's funny that the nation I'm taking you to, you will also be that nation. Mm -hmm. I will make you. I'll make you a great. Can you imagine that it. reality? Yes. <laughs> so one place you're living and I'm operating sure. in. Okay. Another place, the place is going to have the identity that you carry. Hmm. Yet it's also another nation. Now what constitutes every nation? What was he being told to leave? Hmm. Now, every nation... And if we look at a nation, we are saying tribes, relatives, families. Yes. What else can you find in a nation? <laughs> tribes, relatives, relatives and families. families. In other words, the bigger picture is a tribe, 
a country is a combination of tribes. Okay. The tribe is a combination of relatives. Mm. Relatives is a combination of families. Mm. Are you okay? Leave. And you are inside that family okay. as an individual. So God is saying, leave the family, which constitutes, don't leave the family and join the relatives. Mm. He could have left the country yes. to go to this place called the tribe. That's it. He could have left the tribe yeah. and go to what is called the family. Yes. Beatles, listen, these three. Exit. Just exit. Get out of the family. Get Don't out. go to any relative. Hmm. Don't go to any tribe. Yes. In fact, leave the nation. Wow. Leave. Now, how do you identify a country? How do you identify a nation so that you know whether you have left or not? Or not? Yes. Because this is not just geography. This is deeper than geography. If it was just geography, God would have said, leave your country. So in their day, they have been told, get out of this nation. Yes. Get out of the location where your relatives are. Mm. Get out of your family, your mm. father's house. Mm. Just get out. Exactly. And they did. Yes. In our day, there's no yes. nation you have been told to leave. Exactly. Can you get that clear? In our day, there's no... Uh, uh, a boundary, you're being told get out of this yes. physical yes. or geographical. We are not being asked to do that. Yes. In our day, there is a living in our minds. Yep. All right. So that tomorrow you don't stand up and say, TCC are telling people to leave their father's house and their nation. Mm -hmm. I don't know which nation you are going to listen. Yeah. It is about a mentality. Absolutely. All right. And that is what you're breaking yes. down now. Your because in, in biblical structure, yes. a nation wasn't boundaries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A nation was a people. Those people occupied. A territory. Yes. So whenever we say the nation of Israel, listen, we're not talking about the Middle East. Mm. Mm. We're talking about a group of people. Yes. That make up a nation called Israel. Israel. When you talk about the Amalekites, it wasn't a place. Mm. It was a people. <laughs> talk about the Egyptians, it wasn't near the Nile. Yes. It was a people. So whenever the Bible talks of a nation, it is not a geographical location. But a nation can be settled in a geographical location. So what are the components yes. that now form this, when you talk yes. about the nation, the yes. tribe, the yes. relatives, yeah. what are the components we're looking out for yes. so that even in us, yeah. we can be able to identify them and say, this is what I'm supposed to be getting out of. Very good. We're going to break them down. And why is geography unimportant? Okay. Because before they entered the land, there were tribes there. Mm. And those tribes lived in that land. Yes. But they were a different nation. Okay. When Israel joined that land, Israel became another nation. In the same Land. land. So land doesn't constitute nation. nation. Nation constitutes three components. Okay. Culture, religion, philosophy. Hmm. Notice the terms I've used? Yes. Culture, religion, philosophy. Any nation, if you want to, de to define it hmm. or explain who they are, you have to look at three things. Culture, religion, and their philosophy. Hmm. So in, in the most simple terms, and this one, we're not going into great depth, but enough for us to get clarity. Okay. A culture is simply the customs and social behavior. Customs and social behavior. But what drives those customs and social behavior? Beliefs that influence those behaviors. Mm. So, so you're saying that this is yes. a people yeah. who have shared beliefs yes. that influence their behavior. Yes. Meaning, when you're told to get out of the culture, because mm -hmm. when you've been told get out of your yes. country, Aha. Uh -huh. You leave your relatives, yes. leave your father's house. Yes. So one of the things you're supposed to let go is the culture. Uh -huh. And like I said, what is the shared beliefs yes. that influence your behavior? That's Absolutely. what you're being told to exit. Absolutely. Okay? And, and you know, how do you, how do you see culture? Mm -hmm. Culture is expressed strongly mm -hmm. in tradition. What do you call our traditions? <laughs> and you know, why we call them tradition is because they're immovable, they're unchangeable, they're permanent. Mm. It's our identity. In fact, when people say, we the tribe of, they or actually we the household of, this is one of the things that defines us. So they're actually right? defining yes. their culture. Yes, so tradition. Their, uh, sorry, their traditions. Yes. What and how do you see these traditions? Mm. Usually in events and ceremonies. Mm. Anytime you want to study anybody's culture, wait for an event yeah. or a ceremony. Okay. Because that's how culture is expressed. Mm. I mean, in Africa, you all come for tourism. What do you come to see? Hmm. Mostly culture. our culture hmm. and our traditions. And what do you hope to get to watch an event, okay. a ceremony? Yes. Something that, and these things cover every aspect of life. So let's talk about that again. Yes. If there's a tourist coming to Kenya today, yes. they are asking to be taken 
to this place that can show them the culture of the people. Exactly. And of course in Kenya, I'm not marketing the country, they're not paying me, yes. but let me tell you, yeah. we have this one place yeah. that has all the tribes, the, the, the tribes of Kenya in one location. Yep. And each of them, you go and you're being told, this is how they lived, this is exactly. how they did this. This is, and now that's what you're talking about, that there is an village. event or, or ceremonies, exactly. this is how they were done. Exactly. And when you're in that place, you actually yes. feel like you're in the village. Absolutely. You know? So culture is expressed in events, yeah. it's expressed in song, okay. it's expressed in stories, mm. it's expressed in the history of the people, okay. that's your culture, mm. and that affects your beliefs, it All affects right. your behavior, okay. it affects how you interact with others. What makes you think you're different from another person? Culture. Culture. So God is saying, exit, Absolutely. leave your country. Leave your country, that's I the first thing. I am telling you. Leave your culture, culture. that's the first thing you're leaving. Culture, because culture can be inside a house. Mm -hmm. The culture of this house is. The culture of this region. And yet we draw that culture from our relatives, our tribe, mm. or our region, mm. or our nation, or even our continent. So the culture of this tribe. Yes. That's what you're being told. That's what you're saying. Okay. Exit it. Because <laughs> it is found either at home, yes. in how your marriage is carried out in yes. how children are mm. raised it is seen there okay it's carried out in events how do you celebrate birthdays how do you celebrate births or weddings or funerals Death, yeah. or whatever it is found in when there's a gathering of the greater family how are people positioned sit who speaks first where how mm. that's in, in order how do you interact with now other cultures that are not your culture yes what are the secrets you don't share with them mm. Remember we are talking about the three components yes. that God is asking us to exit. And the exactly. first one is culture. Yes. Now you understand when we talk about just exit your culture. Mm -hmm. This culture is what has defined your behavior. Yes. This culture is what has given you the perspective of life. Yes. So when you look at the world, you interpret it through your culture. Yes. And that is where many people could be stuck mm -hmm. because their culture does not allow them to, to just cross over the Absolutely. boundary into the nations. That's so it. there's somebody when God says, go to the nations, your culture yes. stops you yes. before and you even make a move. And it's so powerful. Why yeah. is God asking you to exit? Remember Jesus saying to the Pharisees that you make the word of God of, of no yet. effect because of your tradition. In other words, there's a culture you have that has replaced God. Mm. When God begins to speak, your culture is superior. Hmm. When God says anything, your culture... In fact, you know what culture does? Culture changes the hierarchy. Okay. Culture says we will agree with God. Remember what we talked about if, Babylon? Yes. If it fits into our culture. <laughs> Yet God is saying, and that's a problem we've made. We yeah. all think we can fix our cultures and add God. God he is comes saying, to fit in exit. this. God is saying exit. Now exit. let's talk about religion. Now. Yeah? <laughs> that's the second component. Yes. Now religion is man's belief and pursuit of a divine being, or beings in plural. Okay. But listen, man's belief and pursuit. Please notice, where does it start? Mm. With man. The man? Not with the beings. Okay. <laughs> man's belief and pursuit. And pursuit. It of... is man who believes they exist. Mm. It is a man who creates rituals and pathways and activities to access that belief. It is a man who creates laws yes. for that deity to appear. This takes us back to what we said about Abraham. Yes. When you say that God appeared to him in a, in a nation where they were looking for God in very weird ways. Yes. All right? Sacrificing their children, mm -hmm. mutilating their bodies. Mm -hmm. So God is coming to this place and saying, exit your religion. Exactly. What did God mean? He's talking about Abraham, telling Abraham. Yes. In your pursuit mm -hmm. to, to, to get this intervention by a divine being, exactly. you are doing all these things. Mm -hmm. Now, can you exit that mentality? Yep. Now, where is it in our place? Because after the fall of man, mm -hmm. now we are all looking, reaching out for God. We are the ones who have determined. Because when God created man, yes. man was to be led by God, uh -huh. not by divine beings, yes. the ones we are talking about here. Yes. But after the fall of man, now man is always looking and searching for ways to reach this higher being. Exactly. Sometimes they don't even know it's God they are looking for. Mm -hmm. Even you talk about witchcraft, yes. they are looking for Same a higher thing. being. It doesn't matter if you're superstitious, yes. if you're in witchcraft, <laughs> if you're an atheist, whatever it is, that pursuit, yes. meaning starting with you, what is God now doing that is completely different here? Mm -hmm. He comes to a city where they operate in their pursuit. Mm. God interrupts and said, now, I set a standard. Yes. I tell you how to pursue. And the first thing I tell you is to exit that model. So when you're talking to us today, you've already told us, exit your culture. Yes. Now God is talking to us. And he, 
He's sending us a message. Yes. Exit your religion. That's what is it. religion here? The mentality you have that I must do this thing yes. to access God. Exactly. What is it that you're holding on to and you must do for God to come through for you? Yes. That is the religion God is telling you. Exit mm. this. What is these beliefs that you have where you're saying that if I can do this, if I can be this, yes. if I can do this activity, it will cause God to come through in exactly. my life. Now notice you're being told Exit that mentality. Mm. Leave it behind. Yeah, because that's where you get all sort of ritualistic activities. Yes. Where we are the initiator mm. of spiritual response. Okay. So in our mind, if I don't do something, God will not come nothing through. spiritual will move. Hmm. That is religion. And it's been seen in the church today. Of course. We must do something. Yep. We must bring something. The only difference with the with the church as we know it, cocky, is that we do not bring sheep or goat for uh, a sacrifice. sacrifice. But we sacrifice them in form of money, yep. in form of our worship, yes. in form of our fasting, exactly. our prayer life. We are permanently sacrificing something. Yes. We almost feel like there must be blood shed for God to show up. Exactly. That's what God is telling us. Yeah. In your mind, can you That's exit it? that mentality? There has to be a difference. Okay. And, and in this other order, it is God who determines mm. when and how things are done. Okay. In religion, we determine mm how and when we want God to show up. Yeah. So you must exit that. Hmm. The third dimension it now comes to our day-to-day -day life, philosophy. All right. Philosophy is simply a way of thinking that shapes your perception of reality. Hmm. So your way of thinking is how you see things. That's not how things are. Okay, wait. <laughs> <laughs> we could be looking at the same thing. Yes. But because of our perception, different yes. perception based on our exactly. upbringing, education yes. and all that, yes. we interpret it different. Absolutely. Now there's a place of exit yes. so that we come to a place where we say, if I have the word of God mm. and you have the word of God, we yes. will be interpreting life different exactly. because now we're interpreting it from God's eyes. Yes. So there's a philosophy we need to exit. Exactly. And, and how is philosophy designed? Mm -hmm. It is in your upbringing. Remember culture and religion is shaping you. It's nurturing you. What is the outcome of that activity? Mm. Your perception. Yes. What do you believe is evil? What do you believe is good? Mm. Mm. Why do you believe there's a curse on your life? Mm. What shaped that thinking? Yes. What designed it? What created it? Why do you believe that the only way things can work is if you have a degree? <laughs> How are you educated? All right? Why do you think that certain things happen in a certain way because people came from a certain family? What yes. are your experiences? And what makes you think, because this is from the West, it yes. is superior. Exactly. Because this is, I'm facing the West, that is superior. Exactly. What makes you know if I'm in the West and I'm facing the third world, or what yes. are they calling them nowadays? We are now called the Global South. Okay, fine. If you're facing the Global South, <laughs> this is inferior. Where exactly. is that coming from? So exactly. when you talk about way of thinking yes. that shapes one's perception of reality, yeah. Yeah. we are simply saying, listen, there is a warped up mentality yes. that the enemy inserts yes. slowly yes. that causes you to see the world in your own Absolutely. way, where you decide this is good yeah. and this is evil. Yes. I have decided. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what they're exiting. And we hmm. saw this same thing in, yeah. in, in the tower. Yes. Let us build for ourselves hmm. a city and a tower. Let us, let us. That's where it comes from because yes. there's a certain shaping that has come and that be now shapes you know when God is saying exit hmm. why was he telling Abraham all these things Abraham is a post Babel generation <laughs> he knows too well yeah he knows exactly <laughs> he knows who he's that life to. too well yes what so happened it's very there? clear what he's being told to do yes and so remember we earlier said that what lay ahead was distressingly devoid of, of detail. detail yes to the land that <laughs> I will show you so can you imagine you're being told to leave something and we talk about what you're supposed to leave but if you leave, he will show you. So, we are living our culture, yes. our religion, yes. and our philosophy. Yes. I hope you have understood the things that you have been told to live, so that you don't ask, when the proceeding word comes, how am I supposed to access this? Now, you will not access the proceeding word when you are holding on to your culture, your religious beliefs, and your philosophical mentality where exactly. that tells you that you must do this for this to happen yes the way you interpret life uh -huh. if you interpret it from the earthly yes. you will not be able to work on your proceeding word so in simple terms yeah. every time you receive a proceeding word mm -hmm. it is going to confront your culture oh yes it's going to control yes. confront your religiosity mm. it's going to confront your philosophy
So does that mean that there's somebody who could be holding on to a word and yeah. wondering why it's not coming to pass exactly. because their heart yes. is for God. Remember the heart of Abraham? Yep. His heart was for God. Mm -hmm. He will even go out of the way to just mutilate himself yes. to reach God, meaning his heart is sincerely exactly. seeking for God. But he's holding on to something that God tells you, you go. if you want to access me yes. and access the promises I have for you, yes. you cannot access when you're holding on to these things. Exactly. So you're mutilating yourself with one hand and the other hand you're holding on to your culture, you go. your religion, and your philosophy. That's what the problem is. Go. That's the problem is, and that's yes. how all of us get stuck. Mm. We get stuck because yeah. when you hear a word from God, you want it to fit mm. into mm. those three dynamics. Yes. You want how do how does this word mm. become part of my culture? Yes. How does this word become part of my religion, my way of understanding who God is? Mm. How does it fit into my belief? It doesn't. It doesn't fit at all. And God tells you, I will take you when you let go of these yes. things. I will take you to a land. And you yes. said something before Absolutely. that the land that God is taking us to is yes. greater, not lesser. Meaning, go. when you look at your current life. And you interpret it to be very good. God yes. is telling you, imagine if you are to let go of your culture, religion, and philosophy. Mm -hmm. I'm taking you to a land that is greater. Now, let's talk about the land that God is telling you that he'll take you to. All right. Now, let's look at the things God is saying. He's taking you to a land. That yes. means the principle here is you were settled somewhere. Mm -hmm. You had a sense of ownership. There. Okay. You had a sense of probably rulership and productivity. That means he's not going to take that away. He's going to give you a better version. <laughs> so in the land you're going to, you still have settlement. Absolutely. You still have ownership. Yes. You still have rulership and yes. productivity. Absolutely. So God is not taking you because that's the other mentality yeah. we have. That every time I pursue God or I, yes. fo I follow the things of God, my life becomes lesser. Exactly. I don't know where we got that from. Yeah, because, because you know what we did? We transposed. We thought that land is heaven. <laughs> if it was heaven, he could have simply left a... Uh, Abraham in Ur and waited for him to die. Yes. There was no point in him exiting that particular nation. Mm -hmm. All right? To a land that I... Now, please notice the, fo the, the focus here. The land that I... I in other words, if you're going to find that land, mm -hmm. who must you remain in proximity to? God. Who must you remain in relationship to? God. Who must you trust? God. Who must you rely on? God. That's the key. Guys. The key was not the journey. So God is not telling you, leave here, go, we'll meet I'll later. meet you there. No. no, God is telling you, I will show, I will show you. For you. me to say, I will show you a land. Yeah, you Do you go. see I'm telling you, first of all, proximity. Yes. You'll be close to me. You'll be close to me. I cannot take you to a land when you don't have a relationship. Yes. In this place, between here and that land, there's a relationship, meaning we are talking, and that's what yes. we call the proceeding word exactly. from the mouth of God. He cannot be talking to you when you're away. Yes. When you talk about trust, you have to say, listen, when I live here, there's nothing else I know where I'm going, meaning my whole life, I'm giving it to you, I trust you. Exactly. And of course we say what? I rely on you. There's no way I'm going to see that land unless you show me. Meaning my whole life I'm trusting you and I'm relying on you to take yes. me and bring me safely to that place. You know the problem with us? Mm -hmm. When God says get out, yes. leave, leave, leave. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we are compliant there. Okay. But because we are impatient, we go looking for mm. the land. Leaving we left. We left. <laughs> After that? Now we are, we are <laughs> off running looking for the land. That yeah. nobody has defined for us. Yes. So we don't even know when we arrive mm. or what it looks like. Mm. So it's a land that means step one, leave. Step two, trust. Wow. Stop looking for the land. Yes. Trust. Maybe there will be a moment in between land and land when you have no clue what's going on. Mm. All you will know is who am I working with. The one God. who told me. And that is where my trust is. That's it. Because it is God telling me, cut off your culture. Yes. Don't take that culture. It cannot take you to the land I'm taking you. And when you're holding on to it, you will never experience my promises. Exactly. So even though God is telling us, I'm giving you power mm. to create wealth. Yes. That is my promise. Exactly. That is my desire. Exactly. What are you holding on to? Yes. Let it go because it won't take you there. Yeah. Now, the powerful part is I will take you to the land. That's I mean, it. for me, I would say, listen, yes. as long as I know that I'm in a relationship with God. Yes. I trust him. I rely on him. He's taking me to a land. Exactly. I will arrive. And God has never changed the model. When mm. he took the children out of Egypt, he led them. Yes. Yes. We think Moses did. No. Mm -hmm. Moses followed God. Yes. Fire by night, cloud by day. And it was there's a God word. leading. That yes. is the word. That is the presence of God. Yes. They were in proximity to him. Mm -hmm. They were in relationship to him. They had to trust him. Listen, without being with him, Somebody asked a question. Yeah. What's the difference mm. between the wilderness and the desert? Proximity. Mm. 
It can in be the, the exact land. It can, for the land. Yes, it can be the same landmass. Yes. The difference is that if you're with him, you'll know where the water is. Yes. You'll know where everything else is. Therefore, it is now just the wilderness. Mm. But if you run on your own, it is now the desert. Because you don't know which direction you're going. And when you're in the desert, no matter which direction you look, you they cannot look hear, you cannot see him. Yes. There's no peace because when yeah. you look at it, you're like, listen, I'm looking for that uh, cloud yes. that gives me yes. shade. Yeah. And what is shade here? Well, that gives you comfort where you, mm. you can breathe. Yes. In the desert, <laughs> the sun, my friend, yeah. your head is right at the sun. So in correct order, yeah. when you navigate properly through the wilderness, mm. the wilderness has no effect on you. Mm. The day heat yes. is covered by a cloud. Yes. So you're living normal mm. in the wilderness. At night? The night cold is covered by heat. Mm. In other words, you're living in a different climate every yes. time. Yes, that is the wilderness. That's true wilderness. Yes. Wilderness is a place of power. Mm. It's a place of God walking with you. But when you disobey God, it becomes a place of stress. And there's a thing we tell you, when you disobey God, yes. you get yourself out of the wilderness yeah. and nicely into the That's desert. It. In the desert, you are the one who is trying now to activate the voice of God. Yes. You are trying to initiate the activities of heaven in your life. Exactly. So if you're in a place where you, are, you can't hear the voice of God, mm -hmm. there's no peace because when you try to say, listen, do I have a word? I can't tell you. There's a place of confusion. Yes. That's the desert. And let me tell another side of it. Yeah? That becomes very tricky. And this happens to many people, mm -hmm. is that God takes you out, you have a proceeding word. You exit the land, you have a proceeding word. Mm. You have clarity, God is with you, you have a proceeding land. As you begin to go, because remember, if you follow Abram, yes. there's a time he went to Egypt. Mm. Famine in the land, God knows which way to take you. Mm. And he left with a lot of good stuff. Yes. Sometimes after we get the good mm -hmm. stuff, we disconnect. Mm. Check Lot. What happened to Lot? So God has come through for me, yeah. and I have a lot. Yes, the Bible about says, and Lot, they became so wealthy yes. that even Lot, there was conflicts now. Mm, because of the wealth. Thank you. Now, once you say that, if you say that, once I receive from God, yes. I walk away. Yes. What you do not understand, remember you are walking away with wealth. Yes. Meaning, there will be momentum. You'll yeah. be using this wealth, but it is diminishing. Yes. A time will come when you'll sit and say, listen, I'm in the desert. Yes. So for a long time, the enemy will never take you from the wilderness to the desert immediately. Absolutely. No, there's a life where you'll be like sitting until you forget and think, yes. it is my power. That is why yes. God tells you, do not forget the Lord who gave you. Absolutely. When you forget him, you find yourself, not immediately, yes. but you'll find yourself in the desert. In the desert, the only thing to do, if today you're watching us and you say that, listen guys, I can't tell you I'm in the desert. I don't, have, you don't even need any other word. I yeah. know I'm in the desert. Yes. The only thing you need to find out is where is the wilderness because I'm looking for the voice of God to direct me back to where I'm supposed to be. You cannot enter the land from Egypt straight to Canaan. You That's have to true. go through the wilderness. Yeah, and you know what happens? You can come out as Abraham yes. and continue walking with God. Mm. Until you're now shown the land. Yes. Or you can find your own land like Lot. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So there are two lands here. Yes. Lot found his, by the yes. way. And he put his tent. Yeah, towards Sodom. First in Sodom. He found land. Yeah. But Abram, immediately Lot departs, God now brings details. But did you know something? That if you check Lot, yes. the land he found. Yes. If you're looking at it with your own eyes, yes. it looked beautiful. Absolutely. And that is where he stopped. Because it looked like what he was looking for. Yeah. Now, Abraham, on the other hand, is still looking and we'll see that. He's still yes. searching, yes. going after God to there's yes. a place we were going. Yes. Now, there are many people like Lord who yeah. settle. Yeah. And when you look at the life of Sodom, before you enter Sodom, it looks very beautiful. Yes. Until you walk in and find out something. See, the Bible there. has a very odd thing. Yeah. It says, as Lord pinched, pitched his pinched, tents yes. towards Sodom, for the land looked <laughs> as of the Garden of Eden. Can you imagine? Looked. Like? The Garden of Eden. Guys. And God hasn't spoken yet. Lot is off. Yeah. Now, and Abraham allowed him to choose which mm. way to go. Yes. He had a choice. Yeah. After he finishes, God shows up in chapter 15 and says, Abraham, now let me tell you about the land I'm taking you into. Mm. And God, if you go to chapter 15, God specifically begins to mention places by name. Mm. As far as this, as far as that, as far as this, after giving him detail, mm. that's where we get the famous statement, as far as your eyes can, can see. see. So you get this instruction, or rather this is now a new instruction, yes. but you get it after living. That's it. Not when you're still holding on to the culture, yes. religion, and philosophy. And God says, I will show you. Exactly. Let's talk about I will show and you. that is the term that we're entering in chapter 15. Yes. Now he says, 
I will show you meaning, you will not find it. Mm. I will show you. It's not yes. your power. Mm. It's mm. not your, 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 how, your ingenuity. Yes. It's not how well you understand things. It is I who mm. will show you. So God is basically saying, I asked you to leave. Mm -hmm. I am the one walking with you. I am the one who is bringing you in. Which means that issue that must maintain is I must stay hearing his voice. Yes, you must stay connected. I must stay connected. And this is where the scripture that talks about not by power, not yes. by might, but by his spirit. Yes. Because that's what he uses to guide you. God will use the spirit of God to guide you into this place. Exactly. Now, when you come to this place called the land, you are finding the land is dependent on his voice. Absolutely. Not your sight. Absolutely. Not your sight. Yes. And see, this is the key. This is what helps all of us go. The Bible says of Abraham, talking about him having faith. Yes. It says, for he believed he who promised. Mm. He did not believe the promise. Yes. Guys, the promise is usually too big to believe. God will give you power to create wealth. Stop you putting your eyes on that and start asking yourself, who is this who, who? promised? Focus I must walk with him. I must have a relationship. Yes. Proximity is key. And in this place, I must trust him and my reliance on him. Exactly. Because this kind of, the word he gives me. Yeah. I am man, he's God. Yes. When I look at the word, I'm like, okay, listen, he will give me power to create wealth. Mm. You will tell him, listen, don't, don't bother yourself. Give me power to create riches. I'm okay with the riches. Okay. Give me the power to just pay my bills. Yes. Now let me say something mm -hmm. about how God operates with yes, man. Yes. God does not operate with man in periods. Okay. Meaning God talks to you here, tells you, check you out later. Mm -hmm. We'll meet at another place, check you out later. So when he says, I'll give you power, yes. he's not talking about he'll hand something to you, mm. then walk away. Yes. Then you run, 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 then one day you meet. Mm. No, he says, the word is correctly more, I'm giving you power. Okay. Stay connected, the power works. Mm. The thing of connection. The power switches off. So most of us, the power is connected. Mm. It's like, as you can see, my screen has made a switch, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So think of power. Power comes here. I enjoy the power. Mm -hmm. I have an inverter. Power goes off. I'm very happy because I still have power, but I'm disconnected. Yes. After some time, it will go <laughs> off. And that's the problem most of us have. Yes. God is saying, I'll give you power to produce wealth. Power begins to flow. Wealth begins to show up. Mm. You now focus on the wealth. Mm. Meanwhile, as you focus on the wealth without the power, you're disconnected. But you know the wealth is enough. Yes. To carry you, verify, it can carry you for generations, mm. by the way. Mm. But there's yes. a diminishing factor. Exactly. So when you talk about um, walking with God, your gaze must remain on Him. Yes. The proceeding word is your compass. That's if it. you want to know, am I still walking with God? Always ask yourself, do I have a yes. proceeding word? Yes. Now you can't come and judge yourself and say, by mm. the way, I'm still with God. Don't you worry. Do you have a proceeding word? I have a preceding. God is telling you, yes. to get to this place, yes. why do you need a proceeding word? It Aha. means on a daily basis, and daily here doesn't mean Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yes. In this day of the Lord, I have heard the voice of where I'm supposed to go. Yes. I have heard, and this voice that I'm hearing, yes. it is taking me closer and closer to that promise. Yes. In between here, between Egypt and the promised land, there is provision of God. So yes. nobody says, by the way, I'm broke today because I'm on a journey to the land. No. I will refund you your money when I enter the land. No. God provides for you. At own. every phase of the journey. Yes. Let me explain. Mm -hmm. In the wilderness, how much did they need? Mm. So in the, in the wilderness, they had abundance. Yes. Based on, on the, where they are. Where they were. Mm. So there was no time God put them on rations. Mm. Bible says that they had manna for every day. Hey. It was enough for the day. Mm. In other words, they, have you ever said the scripture that you never hungered? Yes. Your clothes did not grow old. Yes. Nothing happened. Meaning they were well taken okay. care of. And they were not given seed to go and plant yeah. because there were no farms. Simple. In the wilderness. So don't now sit and say, I'm looking for this. I want seed. God is asking you to plant where? To plant friend, where? Seed is for the land. Here we are. We are walking yeah. and going past to a place where now you need the seed. Yes. So when you look at the wilderness, you will not come and say, by the way, they did not build permanent homes. They didn't need them. They did not have seeds to plant. They didn't they need didn't it. Need them. What they needed for the journey in the wilderness, God provided. Yes. And that is where we ask ourselves, where I am today, what I need for this uh, season where I am, do yes. I have it? That's what we talked about, desert and wilderness. Exactly. So many people say, you know what, I don't have anything right now because I'm in the desert. No. Or rather, I'm anything. in the wilderness. Wilderness is not a place of brokenness. That, Listen, that's in a fact, misconception. Truth be told, yeah? they were very 
wealthy in the wilderness. There was just nowhere to spend what they had. Mm, explain Let's that. Let's go back to Egypt. <laughs> yes. The Bible says that yeah. they plundered Egypt. Mm. They left Egypt with gold. Yes. All right? They didn't use all the gold on the tabernacle. They were told stop. You cannot use yeah. the economy of a nation to build one tabernacle. Mm. All right? Mm. They were told to stop giving. Yes. Meaning they had more. So as they moved through this whole place, yes. they were carrying gold yes. and diamonds exactly. and goat's hair. Yes. And if you check the things they carried revamp, from that place. Revamp your wilderness. <laughs> it's not a place of you luck. You the wrong idea of how they were moving. Yes. Let me tell you another thing that was happening. Because mm -hmm. it's the same principle. When, when Abraham passed through Egypt, he left with wealth. When the sons of Abraham, the nation, left Egypt, they left with wealth. Mm. Your theology is faulty. <laughs> Let me explain another thing. When okay. they arrived at the Jordan, if you remember very well, there's a tribe that says, we would like to stay on this side so that our cattle, mm. our flocks can graze. They were marching with flocks. Stop watching those movies where they were walking tired. <laughs> okay. So that means God provided even water for their animals. Mm. The Bible says when they left Egypt to go back and read, they said we will not even leave a hoof behind. They carried everything. They carried everything. So there were not these guys who were tired in the wilderness trying no. to get to this place or flowing with milk and honey. So, so God deliberately placed them where their Gold had no value, yes. even though they had it, mm. and fed them to prove he's the one. And Jesus now alludes to it in Matthew yes. 4, yes. where he says, I, God took you through the wilderness, mm. that you may know that man lives not on bread alone, but yes. by every, every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Meaning, even though they had everything material in their hands, mm. in that place it had no value. And that is a picture for us, that even though they had gold and yes. all the precious stones, they still had to depend on the voice of God. Exactly. Now for us who are coming, especially the church in, the, in this season, yes. we always think we come to God for trouble. Now God is showing you a picture that even though you have precious stones, even though you yes. have wealth, even yes. though you have what you require, yes. you do not live by those things. You Absolutely. live by the proceeding word. That's and it. that is what now keeps you, when you talk about proximity, yes. that is where you look at your life and say, you know what, I can feel it in my heart when I have left yeah. uh, the, the presence of God. Because sometimes you walk away. God tells you, as you walk away, you will know that you have walked away. So it's time to say, it is not the things I have that keep me going. No. It is the voice of God. And we as TCC, what has been our word over and over and over again? Guys, do not tire of listening to the word because the word is what you live by. No. Not listening to preaching or yes. message, yes. to the instruction. No, listen, what is the presence of God? Mm -hmm. Most of us think the presence of God is a spooky atmosphere where things are very quiet. Mm. Your God is afraid of noise. <laughs> if you shout, he might run. Yes. No. Mm -mm. The prayer, the, if you want to know the presence of God, listen carefully. Yes. It's not found in a building. Mm. It's not found in your quiet room and in your quiet place. Okay. In other words, you have to create space for God to show up. No. In Jonah, there's a powerful explanation of the presence of God. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that the Lord God Jonah gave him an instruction, mm. a word to go to Nineveh. Okay. And the Bible says he ran from the presence of God. Mm. What was the presence of God? The voice. The voice. Mm. The instruction. Mm. What was the presence of God in the garden? What the did voice. Adam say? I yes. heard your voice. That is his presence. Mm. So every time you have the word and the instruction that you've been given by God, yes. you have the presence of God, That's which leads it. you and guides you. Meaning like Adam, you are walking with God in the cool of the day because yes. I have his word. That's so it. that's what we are saying, that when we say that I will take you to a land that I will show you, mm -hmm. God is simply telling you, my friend, do not disconnect. Yeah. Because the place I'm taking you is greater. The place I'm taking you is better. The place yes. I'm taking you is cannot be compared with where you're coming from. And exactly. that is what we we'll continue looking at when you talk about the yes. fathers yes. and the patriarchs yes. where they saw a land. That's it. And they left this city, yes. which was the superpower of the Absolutely. day. But they are pursuing another city yes. of God. We'll find out because yeah. now that we say that Abraham left and now we are saying what he must exit and we are dealing with what God said he will see. In our next conversation, we will talk about where he was going. Mm. So guys, let's go back. <laughs> we are simply saying that for you to access the promises of God, yes. God tells you, leave your fathers, leave your country, yeah. your father's house, yes. leave your relatives. Yes. And we've broken down to say, listen, God is telling you, leave your culture, mm -hmm. leave your religion, mm -hmm. and leave your philosophy. Those are mm -hmm. the three things that cause you not to exercise that 
your power in God, yes. which causes you not to get into that place of uh, 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 entering into the promises of God. Now, there's one thing before we go that we need to talk about. Yes. All right. When God talks about leave your family, your relatives, what? Why is one of the things? And I know we discussed this before the conversation, <laughs> yeah. where we're talking about the power of your yes. hometown, yes. where people don't even hear you or believe you. No, no. Yeah, I think the principle is this. First, let's agree. Where did our cultures come from? Mm -hmm. Back to the tower. Yes. Where did our languages and tribes come from? Mm. Back to the tower. Yes. They came from defiance from God. Mm. They came from trying to replace God. Yes. They came from trying to be superior to God. Mm -hmm. So currently, they are confronting God. Mm. Our culture, our tribe, our family structure is Nimrod. Mm. Right? So what does it mean? It means when I hear God's voice, it doesn't mean you leave your geographical family and get out. Okay. It means you begin living by another voice. Mm. Your culture is determined by another voice. voice. Your religion or your belief of who God is is determined by his another voice. voice yes. Your perception of how you see your brother, how you see anybody else, is by that voice. Why is this important? Mm. It's important because, let's take Jesus for example. Is this true of everybody? Mm -hmm. Yes, it mm -hmm. is. Bible says when he came to his own hometown, he could do no great work. Yes. Why? Because what was the idea of who he was? Is this not the carpenter? Is, are you not one of us? You're one of we us. We were brought up together. So what are you telling us? In, what are you coming? What is this new assignment you're bringing? In fact, who I think you? if you ask now anyone watching us today, yeah. who are the hardest people to preach to? Exactly. When you hear a new truth in God and you try to take it to your family, what is the first thing they'll call you? That cult. Can you stop that cult exactly. you're listening to now? Who are the people who call you cultic? Yes. It is your friends and uh -huh. your family. Why? The closest people to you. Exactly. And that is a mentality. That's what we call uh, the principle of people in your own hometown. Yes. You will do no great miracles. Yes. Jesus had to go away. Yet the yeah. power was with him. It was with him. It was with him. So how did he migrate it? Hmm. Another place, he says something very offensive. Yes. He's told your brothers and your sisters, and your sisters and your are mother. here to yes. see you and your mother. What is his answer? Hmm. Who is my brother? Who, who is my sister? Who is my mother? He who hears the voice and or the, uh, the will of my father. So in other words, it is his father who determines the relationships. Hmm. Not the other way around. So Jesus did not walk out of the assignment of God to go meet his family. Yes. Did not have to happen? He had to complete what he was doing for them to join him. his family. So what you're saying to people is, here you are watching, and maybe yes. you've been having a burden. To go to your family and preach to them this word that takes them closer to their father. And all the time you get, <laughs> what you get is a resistance. Failure. Why? Because you're doing it the wrong way. Yes. God never sent you backwards to your family. Nope, he told you, leave there. your family. <laughs> when no God tells you to there. leave your family, you, you're busy going you, you're back. busy going to fix your family. God is telling you, you can't fix them. Get out. They will follow. Yes. So what did Jesus do? Hmm. Jesus went and he said to do the will of, of the one who sent me and to finish. finish. When he finished, he died, he rose again, he finished. Go and check the New Testament. Mm. It says the head of the church in Jerusalem was his brother James. James. The writer of the book of James was his brother. The writer of the book of Jude was his brother. When did the shift happen? Mm. When they now write, they don't write like, I am Jesus' brother. In fact, if you didn't know church history, you would not know it's his brother. So you're telling this one person who is watching yes. that, listen, God is not telling you to go and revise your family. God is not going to tell you, take this word, go and revamp. No, he's telling you, leave your father's house, your country, your relatives. That mentality, the culture and everything. Once yes. you leave yeah. and you form this new culture, yes. this new philosophy of the word of God, Powerful. your family will they follow. Will join you are so you. assured that, listen, they will see you alive. Sure and you'll become the word yes. that they read. That's it. And it causes them to say, surely, if you can be this, I will follow. I hope today we've given you an answer. Yes. <laughs> Same principle with if God is moving you from church to ecclesia. Hmm. No one sent you back. Yeah. You are supposed to go. Build. Build. Hmm. Once you build, they will come. And you don't go to build while you check who is coming. No, you build. Don't look back. You keep building what God is telling you. My friend, they will follow. You know why? Yeah. Because God's voice got you out. Mm. God's voice will get them out, not you. Hallelujah. 
<laughs> God's Not voice you. got you out. Yes. What makes you think it is your voice yes. that will get them out? It's God's it voice. is God's voice that will get them That's out. So it. some people are stuck with looking back, going back like Lot's wife to go and get things out. I want to get these people out. I don't want them. To, I want to give them the new revelation I received. No. No, there's no such an assignment. The assignment is get out of your country, your Thank father's you. house, and your relatives. That's and it. go to a land that I will show you. That is it. Thank you for watching this episode of the Kingdom Conversations. The big question remains, what have you heard? And what are you going to do about it? Keep tracking with us, like and follow us on our social media handles, The Cyrus Community on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. You can send in your questions through Facebook or use the email on your screen. And as Micah 4.4 says, May you be found seated under your vine and under your fig tree. Until our next episode, keep it kingdom, keep it pure.